Hello and welcome back to the Essentialist Podcast. I am yet again recording quite late at night, but this really does seem to be my favorite time of day to sit down and have some conversations with you guys. I am in my comfiest pajamas, I'm sitting on my bed, and I've dimmed all of the lights in my home, which is definitely the way that I really enjoy winding down for my evenings. But I'm also incredibly sore. I'm right in the middle, literally smack bang in the middle, week four of a eight-week gym challenge, and I I was not ready. Like I thought that doing Pilates and boxing and my other gym sessions would have made me, you know, qualify as a pretty fit person in the gym. And this challenge is kicking my butt. So my triceps are incredibly sore from the weights class yesterday. And I am actually really enjoying it. I've just done a progress scan as a little um, measure up halfway through, but that kind of leads me on to a topic I've been wanting to talk about for the longest time, because you know, that is a little bit of a theme over on my YouTube channel and also here that I really do like to talk about productivity and organization, but also just having a little bit of a slower life. So I do have a cute little Etsy store called The Slow Living Co. And essentially the ethos behind that was an idea of how can I create a life of ease and flow for busy women like myself, whether you be in the corporate space or any other different jobs that you might have, because majority of you like me probably work full time, or if you're part time, you might have a family or just a million other things like most women that we're running around trying to get on top of 24-7 and a lot of this can lead to things like adrenal fatigue and a complete mental, physical and emotional exhaustion, which is essentially what you would call the state of being burnt out. So I want to kind of go over what burnout can feel like so that you can really start to identify it early on and what some of the best like coping mechanisms or preventative strategies are so that we don't sort of end up in these cycles where you're really just hanging in there for dear life and then it kind of you get through that busy period and then things build up and it happens again because I have definitely been through those cycles in my life before and not only is it incredibly bad on your cortisol levels and your hormones and just your poor body because it can be so disruptive to things like sleep and your general mood and how you kind of get to show up every day for whatever it is that you're doing. And yeah, I just think it is so freeing to try and get out of those cycles so that you can identify when you're starting to slip into a pattern that could lead you to burnout and really pull yourself back and know when to either take some time off or reassess how much you're kind of putting on your plate because I definitely think as women we often take on so so many extra tasks and really do struggle to either ask for help because if you're kind of like me I feel a little bit awkward asking for help I find it kind of uncomfortable and I feel like I'm putting people out and even as I say that I'm like wringing my hands together and you know touching my hair or doing all of these nervous little habits like touching your neck because it just makes me feel so so uncomfortable and it's so ridiculous because if anyone asked a favor of me I would jump at it and I would love to help them and take something off their plate but when it comes to me I have definitely gone through that sort of 
almost like hyper-masculine, independent woman phase where I just wanted to be able to do it all, say that I'd done it all myself. And I felt like this was some kind of major achievement. And don't get me wrong, it is. And, you know, it is something to be proud of when you really are doing a lot of things. But it is also just so bad for you because you're never, ever asking for or accepting help when it's offered. And that is exactly what led me to many cycles where I felt like I was just absolutely losing my mind and I would need a couple of days off to just like lay there and do nothing because I'd actually burnt myself out beyond repair. So for me, I find the definition of burnout, like I said, it's just complete mental, physical, and emotional exhaustion. If you're experiencing burnout, you might notice that it's really difficult to engage in your day-to-day activities that you might normally find really meaningful and enjoyable, whether that be exercise or you know, hanging out with your partner or your friends or just an activity at work, even chatting with your colleagues that you just have absolutely no energy for, no interest in, and you just may no longer care about those kind of things that are important to you because you start to experience this increasing sense of hopelessness. Like this phase is never going to end and you're never going to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I feel you because I've really definitely been there. And I think the point where that can kind of get a little bit dangerous for our mental health is because it can feel so numbing. And I have definitely been in those like times before where I find myself like sitting on the train and I just feel like I've just arrived at my destination. I must've been on the train for the last 15 minutes and I have absolutely no idea how I got there. I feel completely numb to the events that are going on in the day. And it is just a really disconnected and lonely place to be when you are not I don't know, you're just kind of not living the life you thought you would be. And I think that, you know, having those busy periods then makes us crave those modes of escapism, kind of like, well, fuck this, I'll just book a holiday or, you know, I'm just going to like run away and go overseas or I'll just have something else to look forward to instead of actually just addressing the root cause of the problem and what it is that's actually happening in our life. So The signs of burnout can be some things such as um, reduced, (laughs) sorry, I'm losing my mind because it's late and I'm probably burning myself out trying to do all of these things at once, but I really do enjoy this podcast. So recognizing the signs of burnout, some could be reduced performance and productivity, which of course we know is one of the first things to slide when you're feeling very tired. Anxiety, which is a huge marker for me that I have overloaded myself. Detachment, like I discussed before, feeling a really low mood. And some people may even identify that as like a sort of depressed state. And I'm absolutely not going to relate that to depression because they are two absolutely different things. But you can have a very, very low mood that it feels difficult to kind of get out of that swing. Um, There's difficulty concentrating, lack of creativity, fatigue and poor sleep. So these are just some of the recognized, I guess, medically recognized even conditions that can kind of lead you to burnout. And there is so much research and so many articles about this online, but it is just really difficult to even be bothered to look 
that stuff up when you are right in the fog of going through those burnout stages. And it can sometimes feel like a chronic stress because you are actually never getting through it. So it's almost like a routine or a habit or something that you've picked up. And it's a really terrible one that I definitely think all of us need to unlearn. So in terms of how to, well, how long can burnout last, I guess, is another really good one. It can honestly take weeks, even a year to recover if you really severely burn yourself out, which is why it is so incredibly important that we get on top of this early and take steps to prevent that happening because truly it can be a really long-term thing if you get in a very low slump and We just want to have a more active approach to help shorten that time as much as possible and alleviate some of those common symptoms. So a couple of key tips on how to recover from burnout if you are currently in this phase. And honestly, I don't blame you because we are really almost in November, which is just crazy. We're definitely coming to the pointy end of the year where things just kind of feel like they're going in fast forward. So a couple of ways to recover from burnout are... You can track your stress levels. So this is a really good one in terms of finding out, essentially identifying your stresses and finding out the things that are perhaps triggering you or creating additional stress in your life, whether that is potentially a friend or family member who is asking so, so much of you on a regular basis. It might be your work where you need to have a conversation with your employer about just getting a little bit taken off your plate and Uh, delegated elsewhere to some other employees. And then you can kind of track your stress levels and see if, let's say on the weekend, are you feeling calmer or is it things that are happening on the weekend that are maybe leading you to feel stressed to begin your week? So you're not even getting that kind of two days of downtime or recharging time on whatever your days off are, because you're actually so stressed about all the things you have to do in that time to reset for your week that it is actually triggering you yet again. So you never get to recover. Another way is to create a habit of journaling. And I'm not huge on journaling because I just feel like my morning routine is pretty down pat, but I do allow myself around five minutes to just fill out my little five minute journal, which is definitely something I can always find the time for. And I think it's just along the lines of identifying things that you are grateful for in terms of a gratitude Uh, statement that you might be putting in this journal, but then also the habit of journaling in terms of if you were just doing it as a short-term exercise, you might want to actually track your stress levels within that journal and see what things happened in that day and where things kind of went wrong and started to spiral out of control because that is a really good one in terms of me having dealt with anxiety quite a lot in the past to try and think at what point during my day or at what point during a discussion or an argument did things sort of turn south for me. So I think that is definitely helpful in terms of finding out all those little bits and pieces. The next one would be to seek some help from a coach. And I just think there are so many exceptional people out there, whether you are listening to a podcast, reading a blog, reading a really in-depth informative book, or actually speaking to somebody one-on-one and trying to actually get to the bottom of some of these burnout things if you are not too confident about working through it yourself. 
Another thing is to build a strong support network. And these are going to be the people around you that you can actually rely on or, you know, lean on and actually ask them for help because it's kind of a good idea to practice asking people for help, even if it is just a small task or next time someone actually offers to do something for you, let them. Like I just realized recently that even if I would do like the grocery shopping and I was carrying things in and my my boyfriend, I don't live together, but if he was at my place and I'd just done some groceries, he would immediately grab them out of my hand and carry them from the car into the apartment. And I'd be like, oh no, no, it's fine. Like I've got them. Don't worry about it. And I just realized like, what is wrong with you? Like he's a strong man. He's offering to carry these bags for you. Like let him just let him don't even feel like you have to apologize because that's a terrible habit that I also find myself doing a lot. And I think again, a lot of women do this. You say, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I could carry them, but like, thanks, but sorry. And it's like, why, why are you apologizing? Like someone has genuinely just offered to do this thing for you. They're not even thinking about it. They, they're not trying to make you feel bad. They're actually just offering you some help. So I definitely think that is one thing to get into the practice of actually saying yes and accepting some of that help instead of always deflecting because that is the easy option. Another thing I would say is to ensure you're actually moving your body and getting enough exercise. And I know that might seem a little bit counterintuitive in terms of, you know, fixing burnout because the 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 other side of that coin essentially is like, you don't want to over-exercise and overexert yourself when you should be taking a day off and resting. So I think we all um, intuitively kind of know how our bodies are feeling and if we can kind of handle or need some movement or if we really just need to press pause. But for me, when I get to move my body and I really do like doing that in the morning, I get the best sleep in the evening because I'm actually totally worn out. I feel like I've done something really good for my body. I've got my blood pumping, my body moving, and I definitely feel like it helps with restoring my sleep patterns because if I don't exercise or don't move my body, it's not just the kind of mental barrier, I guess, that we can kind of worry that, you know, we haven't done anything in terms of fitness for the day. And that can kind of lead into other, some, some other, you know, potentially problematic habits like, um, restrictive eating and things like that. But for me, just getting that movement in is something that's really restorative to the body because we weren't really designed as humans, I don't think, to be, you know, stationary all day. So when you are at your work, whether you are at a cash register, at a desk or somewhere where you're kind of just being forced to do the one task for a very extended period of time, it can... Sorry if I keep pausing, but I swear to God, I hear the creepiest sounds in my house sometimes. And I'm just so not equipped to be staying up this late because I definitely am a, such a jumpy person. And even though I know it's nothing, I'm like, Ugh. another tip is to speak up for yourself. And it is again, along the same lines of what I was saying, if you need to chat with your employer or the people around you and just kind of set some really firm boundaries about what you actually have the ability to take on and how you're currently feeling feeling because it's not like you're going to be feeling like that forever. But if you just have a period of a week or a couple of weeks, or even just a day where you need someone to literally just give you a break, then definitely feel strong enough to communicate that and set those firm boundaries. Because once they're in place, you can kind of train the people around you to understand where your limits are and how you're going to react if people start crossing and disrespecting those boundaries. Because 
It's not that you need to be hyper assertive and kind of, you know, really push back on people, but it's just gently reminding people like, hey, I did say that I don't want to be contacted, you know, after work hours or, hey, I'm actually not going to be able to come in early because I'm going to do some exercise in the morning or, hey, I really do want to chat to you, but I'm just feeling so burnt out today. Could we catch up for a coffee tomorrow or try and group some of those activities together? Like if you've got a friend who's really big into drinking and you are not, then you could definitely try and say like, hey, I was thinking we could just catch up for a walk and a coffee instead because you can get your movement in, you can get your socializing in and you can avoid doing something that you don't want to do that's going to needlessly add a little bit more stress into your life. Another very obvious but helpful technique is obviously to unplug from social media. And I guess I shouldn't say obviously because you know, if it was so obvious, we would all do it, but we don't because I don't even do this. I say that I would like to take a break and then I find myself needlessly scrolling on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. And that's where that kind of comparisonitis can kind of creep in and other little bits and pieces where we are just, you know, either wasting time, essentially, I wouldn't even say wasting time, just spending excess amounts of time on a platform that is either not productive for our mental health or quite literally just robbing you of sleep because when you might have gone to sleep at let's say 10 then you might stay up till 11 because you forget and get lost in scrolling on your phone and before you know it you've spent an entire other hour that you could have actually been winding down or going to sleep so I definitely think it's not about like deleting social media altogether but it is about assessing your usage and having a healthy relationship with those kind of digital screen time sort of things in our life because that can definitely be something that leads to burnout and some of those kind of feelings around anxiety and feeling like not good enough because if you're watching other people be extremely productive or having these perfect lives then it can really start to impact you if you feel like you're a little bit more on the other end and you're spiraling out of control or not kind of ticking all those boxes you thought you'd be ticking so I would definitely say having a break from social media will really help you recharge. My last tip for how to recharge after a period of burnout would be to try something new and different. There is nothing more mundane and boring than having to repeat the same patterns every single time we do something or go somewhere, whether that be getting a coffee from exactly the same cafe every day, walking the exact same way to work, getting the exact same train, talking to the exact same people at the exact same time and listening to the exact same music and all of these kind of things yet again can just lead to that kind of monotony and mundane feeling of the like never ending, you know, ongoing kind of days of our lives. And it can really start to suck the enjoyment out of actually having those periods of productivity and enjoyment and, you know, just the excitement that sort of comes with doing something for the first time and doing something new. So if this is you, I really do challenge you to maybe book a dinner at somewhere you've been meaning to go for a really long time or trying a different cafe on the weekend. And even if it's not good, at least you went for a walk and went somewhere new instead of always just going back to the same local or maybe you will try a new hobby or a new activity or text someone you haven't spoken to in a little while and reconnect with them. I've actually just done this today. I have my best friend from high school who lives in far north Queensland and I live in Melbourne and I just messaged her today and I realized we usually do have... kind of big catch-ups, you know, we'll chat for a couple of hours, but we sort of just connect every couple of months. And it's one of those friendships that is 
so great and it's really never changed over the years but it is very low maintenance which works well for both of us because we both have our totally independent lives and I just really enjoy catching up with her because She's just one of those people that I think I'll be friends with forever. So I reached out to her today and I realized we hadn't spoken since August and it's now October. So we are definitely due for a catch up. And that is something that I'm just so looking forward to. It's one of those like things that always feels brand new, you know, because there's so much to catch up on when you haven't spoken to someone for about two to three months. And that really just invigorates me. I reconnect with someone who's really important to me. And yeah, it's just a very small example of something new and different that you could do. Overall, I guess that um, large feeling of tiredness can be due to stress and not enough sleep, poor diet and other really challenging lifestyle factors. So I just wanted to offer some of these sort of self-help tips to help restore your energy levels. And if you feel like you're suffering from this sort of burnout or fatigue or you can feel it coming on, definitely start doing some of these preventative measures because it can be really overwhelming and it's just really difficult when you're going through through this to feel like you are so isolated and it's never going to get any better. So I would definitely try and keep a track of these things so that you can spot when you're getting burnt out and stop it in its tracks because nobody wants to feel like that where you're all drained and emotionally exhausted and just not able to cope. So if you are getting into that little phase coming into the end of the year, just replay this podcast and remember some of these little tips and strategies because I really hope that this can help you prevent it or at least sort of treat yourself so you can like recharge and of course always go and speak to a professional if you genuinely feel like you are struggling but this was just a little bit of my kind of tips of how I have sort of gotten through this over the last few years because I do think it is helpful to talk about these kind of things and not sort of sweep it under the rug or feel like you know you can't actually chat to anyone about it so I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the podcast and I will have a couple of new videos up on YouTube this week so keep an eye out for those as well. I'm going to be doing a few of my routines to show you guys through I guess what I'm getting up to now that we are in the spring summer kind of season and a little bit more organization and things around my home as well. So as always all of the links for my social media accounts are in the bio and I would love to connect with you over there as well. So thanks so much for listening and I will speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.